Women taking the lead, bonus episode number nine. Remember the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated? This rule exists because eventually you're treated the way you treat other people. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hey there, it's Jody. I hope you are having an amazing week. And I wanted to chat with you today because there's been a topic that's been kind of bubbling for me for a long time, and I've been wanting to talk about it and share it with you, but I definitely wanted to make sure I was coming from the right place, that this was something that, you know, I wanted to be super helpful with um, and coming with a spirit of support. Um, because the topic I wanted to talk about is the five things that you may be doing unconsciously that are hurting your credibility. And as a psychology major, a former corporate executive, a coach, and a director consultant for BNI, I've gotten tons of training on building relationships and managing my reputation. I don't always do it perfectly, but I'm constantly learning and integrating this learning into my life and into my business. Because of this training, I'm also really good at identifying when others are doing things that hurt relationships and hurt their reputation. What also catches my attention is when they do these things oblivious to the consequences. I, you know, sometimes I can tell that people don't even realize that what they're doing is hurting them. And I see it all the time. And it's very concerning to me because I know it's hurting those people's opportunities to grow in their career or grow in their business. You know, people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And the same is true within organizations. Managers and senior level leaders want to promote those they know, like, and trust. And what I'm going to address is trust. I want to help you to not only avoid losing trust, I want to help you know what you can do to build trust as well. So here are five things that will cause people to lose trust in you. And I'm also doing a free webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. So if you go to womentl.com forward slash webinar dash interest, you can stay in the know on when the next one is coming up. And if that's just too much alphabet soup for you, um, there the link is going to be in the blog post that's accompanying this episode. So, okay, on to the five things that will cause people to lose trust in you. One is a delayed response time on messages. We're all busy, right? Shouldn't there be some slack granted? I mean, Sure. But then you end up in the category of busy people who are cracking under the pressure. And I don't think that's what you want. You know, rather being seen as successfully busy, you're seen as someone who has too much on their plate and should not take on more. And now you're thinking, but wait, I don't want to be taking on more. I don't need more busy work. Right. You do not want more needless busy work. However, oftentimes this more also takes you out of the running for some really great opportunities like juicy projects, promotions, and clients. And I know many business owners whose prospective clients were referred to their competition because the perception about this busy business owner was that they were too busy 
to take on any more clients. Because we all know when we get too busy, customer service suffers. So why would we want to refer um, people we love and we and who love us to do business with somebody who's not going to take good care of them, right? So we want to be careful about the unconscious messages we're sending. And in regards to response time on messages, there's typically a magic number, and it's 24, right? After 24 business hours, the person who sent or left the message starts to wonder. They're wondering if you got the message. They're wondering if you understood the message. They're wondering if you decided it wasn't important. They're wondering if you're going to get back to them. And then they're wondering if they're going to have to take more time out of their busy day to reach out to you again. And as human beings, when we don't have information, we make stuff up. And we tend to lean toward the negative. It's the survivalist part of our brain that wants to protect us and is preparing for negative outcomes. So the stories we tend to come up with are negative. So we start preparing um, to buffer ourselves from any negative results or outcomes. So here's a quick solution, right? You don't have to be like, you know, you know, give this perception and be on top of your email all the time. And, you know, now carving out an extra hour a day at the end of the day or the beginning of the day to respond to all these messages. But what you can do is send a quick note or a voice message back, letting that person know you got their message and you'll be working on it in the next few days. This resets the expectation clock and reaffirms that you're responsible and you're professional. Now the sender is no longer left wondering and making stuff up. So the second thing that you might be doing unconsciously that's hurting your credibility is you allow yourself to get distracted. Right? We live in a world of bright, shiny objects, and many things are pulling at our attention all the time. But if you are not all in and focused on what is going on right now and the person right in front of you, you convey that something else is more important than they or the situation is. And this can manifest itself as starting a side conversation during a meeting when someone else is speaking, looking over a person's shoulder while you're talking to them, checking your phone, or spending too much time taking breaks when work needs to get done, etc. And when people feel that they're not important or that what you are doing for them is not important, they don't trust you to take good care of them and all of their things, right? And I say things in quotes because it can be a lot of things. It could be, you know, if a position opens up, they can't trust you to take on that position, right? Or if they have somebody who needs your business, they might feel like you're not going to treat them right. You know, and I've had a business owner go on to me about how attentive they are to their clients and that listening was what people wanted. And in the next conversation I had with this business owner, their eyes kept darting over my shoulder to what was going on behind me. Right. And this is an easy fix too, because I've had that happen too. Something crazy is going on behind the person I'm talking to and it's very distracting. But what you do is you, you pause the conversation and you say to them, something is going on behind you. Can we move? So it's, so I can't see it because I want to hear what you're saying. Right. And it, that's, that's a way to win back the trust and convey what you say is important to me. I want to make sure you get my full attention. 
Another example, when I was in corporate, I had someone on my team that wanted to be developed to be in management someday. And usually this is a great thing. Having somebody who wants to prove that they're ready for more responsibility makes work more engaging and life a little bit easier as a manager. However, this person felt their current tasks were beneath them. And so they did these tasks too quickly, without care, and mistakes were being made. They were so eager to move on, they were proving themselves to be unreliable. So here's my advice. Be where you are right now. If you're working your way up the ladder, do your absolute best to prove that even when a task is tedious, you can be relied upon to produce good work. And if you can't be where you are right now, literally or figuratively, make your apologies and go right? Just take yourself out of the situation. But if you're in, be in. And yes, there will be plenty to demand your attention after this conversation or this meeting or this project, but give what you're doing right now 100% of your attention. Three, you share big mistakes you've made without highlighting the lesson learned. Let me explain this. We are in a new era of business where we should be sharing ourselves more with our coworkers and with our clients to build stronger teams and solidify relationships. All good. And sharing our failures can create stronger bonds than sharing our successes. The compassion, the empathy we feel when somebody talks about their struggles adds emotion to the equation and that forms closer ties. Now here's the caveat. If you don't finish the story with what you learn or what you've put in place to make sure that whatever mistake happened doesn't happen again, you leave people with the impression that your failure was kind of a, oh, well, golly gee, better luck next time, right? There's no sense that you've taken any responsibility for what happened or that you know how to prevent it in the future. You may have, in fact, put a system in place to correct the problem, but if you don't mention it, the other party is left to assume, they're left to assume the problem could happen again. So here's how to do it right. Always finish your story by highlighting what you learned from your mistake, what systems and safety nets you've put in place to make sure it won't happen again. And for me, that builds trust. When I hear the solution they've come up with, I know this person has made mistakes but has become stronger and wiser from them. They'll make mistakes in the future, we all will, but this person will take responsibility and take action to rectify the situation. I can't stress enough how easy and how important it is to do this. Now, the fourth thing you might be doing that's hurting your credibility is you share stories of other people's mistakes for entertainment. And let me say this. I know you're a good person. I know you mean no harm. I get it. We've all done this. I've done this. And it feels great in the moment. It lightens the mood. But at the end of it all, you've just earned yourself the reputation of a gossip. If you're lucky, the other person you've talked about will never find out what you've done, but they often do, be it days, weeks, months, or even years later, they hear something. And oftentimes we do this when a lot of tension has been building and we need to let off some steam and a comical story seems the way to go. But why this hurts us? When we gossip, we give unconscious permission to those listening to gossip about us. We teach people how to treat us. And remember the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. 
this rule exists because eventually you're treated the way you treat other people. And also, no one will want to work closely or refer those they know to work closely with someone whom would use their mistakes for the amusement of others, right? One last note. This also pertains to listening to gossip. By listening to gossip, you will become guilty by association. It won't matter that you weren't the one gossiping. So here's my suggestion, and I know it's not easy, but put it into practice. Do not share stories that put other people in a bad light for amusement. When gossip starts, find an excuse to leave the conversation or change the subject. Oddly enough, Intolerance for gossip solidifies your reputation for being kind, professional, and a person of integrity. It may be annoying in the short term to those who would like to initiate it, but they'll come to respect your stance and trust that you won't gossip about them either. And if you want to get promoted, if you want to grow your business, guard your reputation as a person who has compassion and can keep confidentiality no matter how funny or juicy the information is. And when the urge to share a juicy tidbit comes up, let it pass and then pat yourself on the back. You are building the confidentiality muscle. This is priceless. Instead of sharing gossip, Ask the person or people you're with how you can support them. Make the conversation about the people in the room and leave the people out of the room, out of the room. Your offer of support will also increase your likability factor. Five, this is the fifth thing that you could be doing unconsciously that's hurting your credibility is you let the fact that you know better leak out. Let's get this out in the open. You do have expertise. You can see where other people are making mistakes and you want to help them. Helping them to see these mistakes and make the appropriate corrections will likely make a significant improvement in their health, their wealth, and their happiness. However, somewhere between identifying the problem and the other person executing that perfect solution, something happens in the communication. Something in the way the information is conveyed and the way it is received. Rather than listening to you as the expert, you are listened to as one or more of the following. The interloper, the critic, the know-it-all, the judge, the complainer, the do-right, the fun police, the Kool-Aid drinker, the dictator, the hall monitor, or just that annoying person. (laughs) I've been called all of these things and probably more. And feel free to message me to add to this list because this post can always be updated. What you don't realize and what I didn't realize at the time is that what you're leaking out is your attitude. The I know better than you comes out in your facial expression, your tone of voice, and the words you choose in your communication. No one likes to be considered less than. No one appreciates being talked down to, nor will they listen for long. And so all of your good intentions go out the window and you're left with a bad reputation. So here's what you do. Before you speak, check and recalibrate your attitude. Remind yourself why you are trying to help the other person. Come from a place of compassion. We've all been there. Offer up your insights as merely one solution. 
It's as a gift without strings attached, without judgment, and leave it up to them. They'll be fine without your help, and they don't owe you anything if they accept it, right? Coming from that place, I guarantee you, your message will be received in a different light. And I hope this all was helpful for you. And if there is a category I missed, if there is something you see people do out in the world that causes them to lose credibility and hurts their reputation, write it in the comments in the blog post that accompanies this post or any of the messages that you're going to see on social media about this. And you can find this post at womentakingthelead.com forward slash credibility. And credibility is spelled C-R-E-D-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y. And don't forget to sign up for my free webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. Go to womentl.com forward slash webinar dash interest to be in the know and find out when the next one is coming up. All right, that's it from me. I hope this was helpful and have a fantastic week. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas, you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching, or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.